Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, welcome back to Live Mike. It's 120. Uh, during the commercial break, uh, I've been reading through uh, this this news out of New York State. Uh, again, reality show, this is the, the headline of the press release put out uh, by the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. Uh, and it reads, reality show cast members charged with running nationwide telemarketing fraud scheme uh, reality show cast members. Uh, this is to the inf- to the of the individuals that you have likely seen in the Real Housewives of uh, Salt Lake City or Real Housewives of Utah. I-, I don't really care if I'm getting that right or wrong. I <laughs> I watched about ten minutes of that thing. I couldn't keep it up. Um, but Jennifer Shaw, Jen Shaw, uh, S H A H, and an assistant, Stuart Smith, have been uh, charged with a, a nationwide telemarketing fraud scheme and the the details are not so great not so great at all uh and you know i in that last segment i talked a bit about uh how worked up i get when i hear about fraud that is designed to exploit uh the vulnerable and in some instances the the vulnerable elderly folks uh on the other end of that phone call and as i read more and more about these allegations and again i gotta report gotta repeat for uh you know legal reasons that they're allegations uh, it it's looking more and more like that's the, exactly the type of fraud they were involved in, uh, where you would exploit, uh, you would exploit uh, in elderly individuals. Many victims were elderly and did not own a computer. Is uh, one of the lines from uh, this release here. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to keep combing through this, and we'll likely assign a reporter to this. And, uh, you know, as details become more and more clear and we learn more about it, uh, you can bet that uh, we'll bring those details to you. Uh, It talks about the locations of some of the victims and where some of these crimes were committed. And uh, it breaks my heart to to reveal that here uh, in the state of Utah is where some of uh, this wrongdoing happened. Uh, Arizona, Nevada, and Utah uh, among some other places. So, uh, heartbreaking stuff. Uh, it, well, it's trash TV. What do you expect? Um, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so cynical. Uh, well, I guess I should be with criminals or alleged criminals, whatever. Uh, uh, let's talk about something more fun. You want to have some more fun? All right. We'll let the we'll let the Justice Department take care of the bad guys. You and I uh, will hear on the radio have some fun with one another. And welcome to the party, uh, Josh Furlong, uh, assistant news director at KSL.com, behind a, a pretty cool thing uh, going on at KSL.com. Uh, we talked a bit about this last week, and it's this bracket challenge, uh, right? We're always looking for uh, ways to, you know, to get <laughs> to get involved in what's relevant in Sweet 16. Uh, March Madness stuff right now uh, is in vogue, and we're all making our own brackets. Why not apply them to uh, take out food? Josh, how you doing, buddy? 
Good. How are you, Lee? Not bad at all. Tell me about uh, how this bracket challenge came about and what exactly it's uh, it's doing. Yeah, so a few years ago we started this bracket challenge um, just in different types of things. So my very first year, we kind of wanted to take the the top um, populous cities in the in the state and just kind of rank them and see you know who felt that their city was the best. And so from there, it's just kind of escalated. And each year we've done something different. I think the year after was like the the smallest city. Then we did best high school, and we've done different things. Um, and so this year we decided to do takeout. Um, just simply because obviously everybody was locked home uh, with with COVID stuff, and and takeout was kind of our our next best best option to kind of see the real world. So it seemed like a perfect fit. And plus, who doesn't like to talk about food? I know. I tell you what, you know, I, I talk on this program about like hard hitting Washington D.C. Uh, issues, uh, issues involving politics and uh, and taxation and blah blah blah. I don't think that as we have prepared for any topic over this past year and a half I've been doing this show, that we haven't had more fun behind the scenes uh, than debating back and forth the restaurants that you have put up uh, against one another. Right now you've got uh, uh, Red Iguana up against Himalayan Kitchen. Uh, Red Iguana is running the table there. Uh, Red Rock Brewery uh, up against the Mandarin. Uh, slight edge, slight edge enjoyed by the Mandarin right now. Uh, anything surprise you as you've uh, as, as you've uh, received these results over the past while? No, I mean, the the, the established favorites in the state, um, you know, kind of, they come out on top. Um, I think it's it's been, you know, interesting to kind of see how it, it plays out. Uh, we're now, I'll, starting tomorrow, I'll release the, the final four pairings. Um, so we'll have we'll have those out there. And, you know, surprisingly, Red Iguana was beat. I thought going into this that this was going to be one of the, the top places simply because Everybody that you talk to when, you know, they ask for a recommendation for when they're coming to Utah, it's always go to Red Iguana, go to Red Iguana. Um, but there's, you know, there's a lot of big heavy hitters here, places that, that have created their own, you know, state chain and, and different things that way, like the R&Rs or, or uh, different things like that. Cafe Rio, obviously. So it's, it's, it's surprising, but it's not. I think um, by and large, I think it just shows, you know, a lot of people – know the the familiar things they see those familiar things and it's a little harder to kind of get to those ones that that maybe not everybody's seen or heard especially if it's in you know a specific locale like for example if you know you're from utah county and the restaurants are in salt lake or vice versa so i think it's i think it's a little bit that way the more more popular it is or the more accessible it is it's it's seemingly been um uh different so Mm. Uh, oh my gosh, Kronberger beating Ruth Steiner. Uh, that's that's. I, I don't know if I can. I don't know. My, se- <laughs> my second date was to Ruth Steiner. Uh, it took Jessica up there. We sat out back on the patio. Uh, listen to a Journey cover band, or maybe it was The Who. I don't remember. Uh, but there was live music there, uh, and I would have voted for Ruth Steiner. Uh, one thing i got to say to you, Josh, uh, congratulations on the, the participation here. Uh, when I post stuff on my little humble Facebook page, I, I'm, I'm pretty happy if we get 100, maybe 200 people to, to participate. You have thousands of folks voting on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. A lot of people get into these. Do you remember, you mentioned uh, having done some of these brackets in the past around this time of year. Uh, you put high schools up against one another. You put communities and cities up against one another. Uh, you remember any of the any of the headline-making results in years past? Um, like each winner for those yeah. respective years or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got, let's see, I, I've got a list right here so I can see. Um, last year we did board games, and that was, uh, you know, a fun opportunity to kind of give people a look into the beginning of the pandemic. So there's a little bit of that. Um, but you had, um, you had, let's see, what was it? 
uh, I think it was Ticket to Ride or something like that was one of the the most popular games of the the thing. It beat out Monopoly. So I mean, like, who doesn't love Monopoly slash hate Monopoly? Hold on a second. Let me just so, Google what the heck Ticket to Ride is. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like a it's kind of like a fun game where it's like all kids or parents can be involved, and it's like you you build little routes from oh, from different okay. areas in the United States. So Look at this. it's it's a fun entry level type game, but it's a little bit different than and like it, the and it beat Monopoly and ladders or something. Yeah, yeah. beat Monopoly. Yep. All right. 68%. Wow. Uh, what else do you have? Let's see. So we had uh, the best high school. Um, Beaumont High was named the best high school in the state. Mm. So that was that was something. So they're right there in Bountiful. That's, that's something there. We had the most prominent Utah. Um, let's see who that one was. I'm trying to remember. Oh. It's been years since I've done these. That's a good one. Um, ooh, that's a really tough one. And I think it fluctuates year to year, but uh, but that's a great one. Yeah, this one was, let's see. Sorry, let me go pull it up. No, you're good. I'm These sorry. Hard. Uh, if this is a few years ago, my, my guess is going to be uh, Mitt, Mitt Romney having secured the Republican nomination for president. So what we did what we did with this one, just to make it a little different, is we wanted to make it so that it was people that had, had died, so we weren't trying to vote on people that were already alive. I see, I see. Um, and the final pairing actually became, you know, two two prominent people, especially at the time, was Brigham Young. And then this is Thomas S. Monson. Thomas S. Monson okay. just previously died, I think, just right before that. Okay. But Brigham Young won out. He was the most prominent Utah. And, I mean, it makes sense. He kind of helped found the state. So sure. I, it, it kind of makes sense that he would be the, the top guy. So. Yeah. Uh, Josh, listen, this is really cool. Tell me, so tomorrow you've got new results coming out. If folks want to still vote, they can do so. Where, where do they do that? Yeah, so tomorrow we're going to release the, the final four. Um, I can give you a sneak peek here. It's going to be Cafe Rio. Uh, going up against the Pie Pizzeria, Ooh, that's and then a tough you've got—that is a tough one—and then you've got JCW's versus Crown Burgers. So you got Mexican and and pizza against uh, two uh, burger joints that that are trying to go for supremacy. So it'll be interesting. I'm curious to see how how this goes, but I think you know there's going to be a lot of interest in that. Is it, is it betraying the spirit of this if you offer any predictions? You know, I, I'm going to just go out on a limb, and I'm going to say that Cafe Rio wins. I think they've got a large following. They're obviously ubiquitous in the state. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I does that, Cafe Rio kind of the one that I'm does Cafe Rio beat out JCW or Crown Burger? Uh, Cafe Rio would have to uh, beat out the pie first to get to the well, championship. Well, no, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. But if you've, oh, got, okay, if you've yeah. got Cafe Rio on top, that means one, they're up. Cafe Rio's up against one of those other two. I bet Crown Burger. I bet. I bet. Ultimately, you're looking at a final, uh, a championship round of Cafe Rio versus Crown Burger, and then Cafe Rio pulls it out. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> All right, Josh. Listen, this is pretty fun. Uh, next fun thing you got on there. If you can squeeze it in before the end of the week, as you know, I'm taking off. Uh, but let's chat again if we can. And uh, thanks for putting this together. That's that's fun stuff. Uh, again, available at uh, KSL.com. You get your votes in. Uh, final four uh, tomorrow. Cafe Rio up against the Pie Pie Pizzeria. And JCW versus Crown Burger. Josh Furlong, thanks again, man. Hey, thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. All righty. Uh, we'll take a break now. Uh, and when we come back after the newscast, we'll get back into something uh, a little more serious. Uh, infrastructure, uh, the roads, the highways, the byways, uh, public transportation. Uh, there's a big proposal on the part of uh, your president, Joe Biden. Uh, he's got some ideas, and it's got a price tag. Are those ideas worth the price? We'll get into it next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. 
Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.